0: a block, cuts it back, 40, 45, 50, he's oh off to the races, bird. down the upside line. to the 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Aaron Jones, oh, what a play! This is the Quicksilence Podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to the Quick Slants podcast at Game on Wisconsin. I'm your host, Jason Perrone. You can follow me, as always, on Twitter, at Jason Perrone. You can follow Game on Wisconsin at Game on WI. Why are you listening to my voice right now? Because extra, extra, you already read all about it. There is some news, and I am not by myself. Typically, I fly solo, but had to do this one with some of my best dudes, but all I could find were... Jacob Westendorf and Joe Arrigo. So it's the three of us on the quick slants podcast. Of course, I joke. Love you gentlemen, Jacob Westendorf, the overlord of game on Wisconsin. How are we looking over in Rockford?
1: Uh, It was 67 degrees on Saturday. It's like 35 today. So uh, as the midwesterner of this particular (laughs) show with some West coast guys, this is bullshit. And, And I walk outside tomorrow and it might be 50 again. Who knows? It snowed like, I don't know, like the weather is whatever. And I know that's kind of your thing is to start with the weather. So I figure that's where it's got to go. That's a different Um, show.
0: That's a totally different show, different brand. It is, but I feel like
1: I'm running all together. I listen to your voice way too much is what that comes into. But what I can tell you that was really nice about today is when I was at work, there was a Bears fan who was in a very good mood. And then somewhere (laughs) around 11 a.m. Central time, he started moping around the office for some reason.
0: Some reason that we will get to Eagle on the West Coast. How are living? Man, Vegas,
2: baby. It's great. It's 67 hitting the 80s this weekend, so we're going to feel real good and wear some shorts and walk around and uh, do some good stuff on the strip. But, yeah, it's good, great day, man. It's an exciting day. I'm uh, woke up. Uh, you know, I wasn't like the Bears fan. I, w- I was up and the news came in. I had a big smile on my face. You know, kind of made the day that much sweeter as the day went on just to get calls from people that – They're a little upset that uh, didn't go their way.
0: Absolutely did not go their way. So obviously we're recording this on Wednesday or uh, Tuesday night. What what day is today? Tuesday? Wednesday? It's still Tuesday. Tuesday Tuesday evening, but uh, Tuesday morning, about 12 hours ago, Ian Rappaport with the tweet read round the world. The Packers and MVP quarterback Aaron Rodgers have agreed to terms on. I'm reading the tweet verbatim. So regardless of the information, four-year $200 million deal that makes him the highest paid player in NFL history, sources say he gets a whopping 153 million guaranteed and his cap number goes down a monstrous commitment by Green Bay for years to come three money bags follow that tweet now Aaron Rodgers is going to be back with the Packers he confirmed it on Twitter he tweeted out and said he will be with the Green Bay Packers playing with the Packers were his words in 2022 but he did not uh, he did not verify the numbers so i guess we'll find out if and when that whole thing is the case and then a little later in the day on Tuesday we found out that the packers did what everybody knew that they were going to do and they would have been foolish not to do which was franchise tag receiver devonte adams so they can continue to talk with him and work out a long term deal to bring him back to green bay he one of aaron rodgers favorite targets so gentlemen the the mystery and the question has been answered aaron rodgers will be the quarterback for the green bay packers for the foreseeable future so Let's start with the reaction to Rodgers being back under center because there's a lot of different takes on Twitter. And I know Twitter is its own unique beast and and entity of itself. You've got the one faction who are disappointed and legitimately mad that Rodgers is back. You've got the other faction who are saying that they're mad just to sound cool. And the other portions of us who rationally realize this is a good thing if you care about winning football. So, Jake, we'll start with you. When you heard the news, a did you expect it to come out today? Cause we thought it would be last week or maybe two weeks ago. So this is the third turd tur- turds day.
1: <laughs> third, tu- third Tuesday. That's for when Justin Fields announces he's going to be the quarterback for the bears. That's exactly
0: what it is right there. And the GM reads a prepared statement <laughs> off of a sheet of paper. Exactly. But third Tuesday in a row. So were you surprised? Were you not surprised? And what is your reaction?
1: Uh, I'm not surprised that I am surprised if that makes sense. I didn't really know when it was going to come. You had to figure it was going to be some point here in the next 10 days with the league year approaching, the franchise tag deadline approaching, everything like that that was going on. Obviously, you get the news later about Devontae Adams, which I'm sure we'll talk about. As far as my reaction, listen, I said after the season was over, I would trade Aaron Rodgers. Uh, What I don't understand is the people that are upset about the fact that they're keeping him. Like, I don't understand. I understand wanting to move on. I understand thinking it's time to move on. I understand all that stuff. I don't understand thinking it's a bad thing to have the league's most valuable player on your team for 2022. And I think there's a large group of Twitter, which like you mentioned, and I will remind you that's fine because Twitter is not a real place as the great Dave Chappelle once said, but there's a group of people on there that are trying to be the smartest guy in the room. And I said it very loudly. Like, if you wanted Aaron Rodgers back, then you can't be upset about the contract numbers because even if those numbers prove to be somewhat inaccurate, Aaron Rodgers is going to be the highest-paid player in the NFL. That's what MVP quarterbacks caught. Like, there are idiots out there that I'm convinced would say, oh, my God, the Chiefs pay Patrick Mahomes that? Yeah, he's the best quarterback in the NFL. That's that's why you pay the best players in the NFL. LeBron James gets paid a gazillion dollars because he's LeBron James. Giannis Antetokounmpo, name your favorite NBA player. You're not a team builder. You're not a cap expert. There's no such thing. And you're not a money expert. So stop trying to be the smartest person in the room because that's not a real thing. You want Aaron Rodgers on your team? This is what it boils into. And yeah, maybe you thought it was time to move on, but I don't. Here's the thing I don't understand. I'm going out in a bunch of different tangents. I understand not wanting him back on the team if he thought it was time to move on. I don't understand being excited about Jordan Love because there's been nothing shown, I think, to give you the excitement level for him. And I don't understand wanting him for the deal that Denver ultimately got Russell Wilson for, which we might talk about here in a little bit as well. Draft picks are overrated to some degree. And like the thought process that Green Bay can just build this team around their defense and A.J. Dillon in the running game. Teams like that go 10 and seven and have a very, very, very small margin for error. Like the 49ers, I know that's the counterpoint. And they played for the NFC Championship. Great. Anytime, like if Green Bay had scored a touchdown on that second drive, what were we all saying if it's 14 rip Green Bay in the divisional round game against San Francisco? Well, game's over. Why? Because at the end of the day, you need a quarterback. And it doesn't matter how good the rest of your roster is if your quarterback sucks. That's why the Broncos still went out and traded for Russell Wilson. That's why teams like Washington and Pittsburgh and all these teams are trying to get quarterbacks. So my reaction, I'm a fan first and foremost, dude. And I might give you guys my opinions and I'm happy, more than happy that you guys listen to me on some of my opinions. The MVP is lining up in Green Bay, Wisconsin. And it's a good thing when the best player, arguably, in the history of your franchise wants to retire as a member of your franchise. And you don't have to go through that ugly divorce, which it looks like now green Bay is not going to have to do. So once a Packer, always a Packer like Shakur, call him Tupac. He's green and yellow.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. And, and if you're into winning football games, which I would hope green Bay Packers fans are, you should want the best chance to win football games, the best chance to get to a super bowl and win the most important football game, Joe, Mr. Dialed in over there. We talked a lot about Aaron Rodgers. Today was the day. Where were you when the shot word heard around the world went down? On Tuesday? I was
2: I, I was watching film on a safety for the safety series. of writing for Game on Wisconsin. Always That's grinding.
0: Funny. He's <laughs> always grinding. People get over to Game on and read. Seriously though, side note: abs- The draft coverage is just it's phenomenal. The draft profiles. It is very Packer centric and Jake will give you a chance to promote the draft guide as well. Good stuff. But you had to put the pen down for a little bit there. I'm sure Joe.
2: Yeah, I stopped and I, and I looked at the time and, and I have a guy, you know, and, and I pulled the curtain back with you guys. I have, you know, we have a group text, which with us three that we share, just talked with each other and this guy talk, whatever his friends doing. Um, one of my guys said, you know, he texted me. He's like, yo, to, you know, get ready. And that's all I said was get ready. And so I, Stopped and I just was kind of waiting to see. And I actually zoned in on Mac, Pat McAfee's Twitter feed because I knew he was gonna either be on Pat's show or he was. Pat was gonna be the one to break it because that's what he said. And when it came across, I retweeted it out, and uh, I wasn't surprised. Um, they kind of had an inclination last week that they thought they could get something done. Um, you know, I share that with you guys privately that you know my guy hit me on like Sunday night, like, hey, you know, Tuesday maybe the day uh, things are about to get wild. And essentially, and now you know I, I've I kind of felt that it, he was going to remain in Green Bay. I didn't I didn't really think there was not you know too big of a I guess flirtation to go to Denver, um, and I think that'd be the only spot that he would have gone. But at the end of the day, like I mean, all signs pointed towards Green Bay when you hire Tom Clemens, when you 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 know is promoted to OC you know, going to the wedding and, and just a lot of, you know, back to our wedding, there's a lot of little things. that just kind of like, if you read tea leaves and into that, like you kind of see it's all pointing to green Bay and I wasn't surprised. Um, then when Rappaport put the numbers out there, three minutes after McAfee broke the, the news, um, I said, Holy, you know, Holy shit, <laughs> like three, you know, 200 million, 153 million guaranteed. Um, and then, obviously those numbers aren't exactly correct according to the person who signs the contract. Um, and the thing I find most intriguing about it, and I think it's, and I think I'm, I'm fascinated with it for, for a couple of reasons. Um, the fact that there's a two year window where his cap number is going to be really low and it gives him really good green Bay, a lot of cap relief. Um, I think that to me, that shows there's a two year window where he really thinks that these next two years we can go get it, and I I may be able to recruit some guys to come to Green Bay and really, you know, you know, may, let's say hypothetically bring in another receiver opposite of uh, Devonte Adams besides Randall Cobb, you know, and besides bringing back Allen Lazard most likely, or maybe go get a D lineman or a linebacker or you know another corner or or maybe an, a right tackle whatever like he's going to go out there and like, make sure that he's putting his best foot forward to recruit and to bring guys back. And I think the other thing is, um, and I know, you know, maybe it'll get shot down, but you guys probably will. Um, let's say they win a super bowl within the next two years and he retires after that second year. Right. Well, that's Jordan loves fifth year. That'll be going into his fifth year. They he may by head of that fourth year. say, Hey, this is it for me. I'm done after, after this season. I already won one. We're going to go out and try to go out with two like Elway. They picked the option up for Love for that fifth year because they know that's the guy going forward. And then and then now Jordan Love comes in that fifth year. They see what they have and they can make a decision whether or not they want to keep him at that point. That was my initial thoughts. And it's been, I think it's been fascinating that he absolutely came out and said that, you know, numbers aren't right. I am going to come back. And I was kind of like, if, if, if you want to be paranoid about words and how he tweets things, what he says, he said, I'll, I'll be back with Green Bay tw- playing with Green Bay in 2022. What about 2023, 2024? Like, so if you, you want to be, you know, getting some, go down that rabbit hole and start stressing already, you know, I just found that part interesting, but I, I'm ecstatic that he's back. Just like Jake, you know, I, I'm a fan first. Um, I remember the lean years in the, in the eighties and in late seventies, eighties and, and early part of the nineties. Um, I remember being, you know, Dallas's whipping boy. For for the mid nineties till you know you play San Francisco and then you, we win the Super Bowl and whatnot. So anytime you have you're, you you ju- jump you keep that window open to win Super Bowls because at the end of the day that's what it's about. You got to do it and I, and I'm glad to see and it's something I wrote for Game On. You know. I'm glad to see Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers find peace within themselves and within the relationship because I think that's in a lot of ways moved Green Bay forward um into a different type of of organization which it's, it's beyond modernized it and it and I and you know there's a lot of Buddha in there a lot of Buddhist references because you know again Aaron is Aaron's a, a, a you know a spiritual dude so I was kind of just playing off it
0: I'm smiling. You guys, obviously it's an audio podcast. I'm smiling only because I don't know how peaceful the situation is. Money fixes a lot of problems, but if we don't want to go back to those days. As Jake would probably say, when Jesus was in grade school of the seventies and eighties, well, before he joined this planet, then you need solid management. So talking about love, I mean, you, everyone can kind of chastise now and and you're going to hear some shade thrown at Brian Gutekunst for trading up and drafting Jordan love and that not working out the way he wanted to and blowing up in his face and all that kind of stuff too. But what about a GM who has the wherewithal to say, look, we're going to do the best thing we can for this team. And we're going to spend the money where we're going to win. We effed it for lack of a better term. And Jordan love didn't turn out to be what we thought he was going to be. Or we don't care if we think Jordan love is going to be what we thought he would be. Aaron Rodgers proved us all wrong. And yes, like Jake said, that's the going rate. That's a going rate for the type of talent that Aaron Rodgers has. So in looking back on retrospect now, let's kind of turn the conversation to the love topic here. Now, Tom Silverstein made a good point earlier. I think a lot of us already thought about this too. And and Jake, I know you and I have talked about this a thousand times before. If if Aaron Rodgers is hurting, he's not going to play. The Packers don't have Aaron Rodgers under center. They're done. They're screwed. It doesn't matter who the backup quarterback is. If it's Blake Bortles, Jordan Love, the ghost of Tom Brady. Like, it doesn't matter who's behind Does he and, die? And Tom- <laughs> <laughs> Did Jason love- breaking news if on there is anybody that's never gonna die it's gonna be Tom Brady to let's go but that's the that's the thing right there is is it doesn't matter who's so for those who are like well don't don't trade love i mean you know you need him as you need a good backup or you need him as a as a backup or an insurance so now you've got a couple things here you've got the drafting of Jordan love in retrospect, which we talked a little bit about before the show started. And then the idea of either moving love or not moving love. And I know where we all stand because we talked about it, but Jake, we'll kick it over to you here first. And let's just, let's just quickly review that and go over that. Love the the drafting of him. It doesn't change my opinion on Goody at all. In fact, I have a lot of respect for Goody saying, Hey, you know what? We got to do what we got to do and stay fluid. And then if the Packers get the the sweetheart deal for love,
1: is he, or is he not out the door? Uh, Honestly, You were talking about it It doesn't change your opinion. It almost heightens mine. How many general managers in this league would have been stubborn? Very few. To say, say, nope, I picked this guy in the first round. He's going to be the quarterback. I've been talking about this. I've made this point a million times, all the way back in the pulse of the pack on OBS days when we talked about it that night, where I said always account for variable change. And if the Packers made their decision for who their quarterback was going to be in 2022 on draft night in 2020, Everyone involved with that decision needs to be fired because there is nothing more individually because wins are a team stat. Nothing more individually. Aaron Rodgers could have done the last two seasons to get you to change your mind about switching to Jordan love in 2022. If that was your indeed set plan and, and draft we're gonna go, we're going to go through this
0: again next year. I think too. I
1: in do not. But yeah, not not, not to that. the
0: not to the same magnitude. But we're going to go through this in some way, shape, or form a year from now. regardless of the money and all that other stuff, I just you know to your point, Jake.
1: Maybe, maybe, but I will. With Gutukunst, I give him credit, and Mark Murphy, and Russ Ball, and everybody involved with this decision making and the mending of defenses and all that stuff, because they botched it with the way they handled this Jordan Love thing. The selection, not telling your MVP quarterback, thinking you don't have to tell him things like that. I understand the old-school model of not giving a player special treatment, but it's different when it's a quarterback, especially one when you know how Rodgers is. A conversation, maybe he's just pissed off sooner, but at least you told him ahead of time.
2: But, but, you, but the thing is, he's not coming off MVP years. Like,
1: no, 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 no.
2: That's why the when the, come, That's why I think it's the best. I, I don't have a problem with the pick because what it did is it forced him now to play at an MVP caliber level. Since Jordan Love's been there, he's won back-to-back yes. MVPs. It's not a bad pick because of
1: that alone. I mean, No, it, and that's why I'm saying just in terms of what they did to make the pick is what they botched. But the actual pick itself, Aaron Rodgers was declining, or at least let me rephrase that. It looked like Aaron Rodgers was declining at the yes, end of the 2019 season. Picking a quarterback in that spot made sense. Whether Aaron Rodgers' is biggest apologist want to admit that or not, that is factual. Aaron Rodgers did not look like this guy that we've seen the last two seasons. In the late part of 2019 and the playoffs, which I know is another conversation, but that for that reason, the Jordan love pick does not go in as the like, guys, there are, there are two players and I'm not going to name their names, but there are two players from that draft class that were picked in the first round that are in prison.
2: Those picks are worth players, man. Like, like, it's because I'm in Vegas. Like, what's the deal? Like, I told you I wasn't going to name names. I mean, there
0: are, listen, that's not even the worst pick in Packers history. So that, that was what I found funny about that too. If anybody, I mean, Joe, you want to talk about the eighties, Tony Mandridge. Anytime I say that PTSD kicks in around Green Bay.
2: Eddie Lee Ivory. I mean, if he doesn't get hurt, talking about Campbell. I mean, it's Blair Keel. I mean, Randy Wright. I mean, we can go to the list. And, and, and you
1: cannot tell me, like we have all talked about, you cannot tell me that the most serial grudge holder in the history of grudge holding didn't look at that Jordan Love pick and say, you know what, F you. I'm proving this shit wrong right now, and I'm going to be yeah. the man again. And he three was, and he got tequila, his job.
0: Three, 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 three fingers, fingers of tequila and that or, or that, yeah, or whatever.
1: Four fingers of scotch and away we went two MVP seasons, and they should have won back-to-back Super Bowls. They didn't do that for various reasons, but for that reason, I respect the hell out of Brian Gutekunst, because when you listen to Andrew Brandt, for example, Andrew was in that Packers front office 20 years ago, so he knows kind of the general way of the way the Packers used to think. The Packers have adjusted the way that they think, and I think for the better in some cases. There's a lot of things about the Packer way that are very good things, but there are some things that this Rogers situation, I think, has changed for the better. The understanding Mm -hmm. that Maybe getting some input from your superstar quarterback that's been here for 20 years isn't the worst idea. That's not saying he gets to pick the head coach. That's not saying he gets to pick all these guys. But you do treat these guys a little bit differently. And you change your contract structure. And the way you do certain things as far as treating players, just because the world has changed, things are different. You have to communicate a certain way with certain players. And that was something that was discussed about Brian Gutekunst and why he and Rodgers were so pissed off at each other all the time is because – Rodgers felt Gutekunst was a poor communicator. Same is true of Mark Murphy. They've changed those things. I think Murphy and Gutekunst took a lot of bullets for the way the Jordan Love thing all went down. I think they deserve a lot of credit and Aaron Rodgers too, because Rodgers said himself, I had to grow too. So I think it was just one big thing that I don't know if it had to play out this way, but it did. And the Packers are now, I think better for it.
2: But that, 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 that was my point when I wrote the article, because at the end of the day, you look at, you look at um, where they were at as far as an old school way of thinking, you know, like players just shut up and play. And, you know, what people don't know, Brett Favre had a lot of say so with personnel moves when Mike Sherman was the head coach. Yeah. Like Brett would t- say, hey, I want this guy or that guy. And he would go get him. And it didn't work out. Well, so that may have been made some people gun shy because when Ted took over, God rest his soul. He, you know, he, this is the way we do it. We just, this is the way Ron did it for the most part. It's the way we're doing it. And now when Goody taken over credit, credit Goody for changing, you know, the way that he does business. Okay. That's first and foremost, the fact that he was able to go out there after that first practice and have a conversation where it's basically more than extended the olive branch, talk with them, hugged it out, and then continue to work on their relationship and they continue to work on their relationship. They communicate that's what that's what's needed in any partnership no matter from business to, to personal to whatever relationship communication and honesty are the are the two things that should be basic principles of it with respect and that's what you see in this relationship now they see okay Aaron can help us when he laid out the laundry list the nine or ten players that that was on the laundry list of guys that they they shoved out the door unceremoniously yeah there's some guys that you know, quite frankly. You knew they weren't going to be there because they were done. But you going to tell me Charles Woodson w- wouldn't have made an impact on that team, or Julius Peppers, or if you go to Jordy Nelson and say, "Hey, Jordy, we got to take you down, but we want you here for one last year." This is going to be the last. And he was willing year. to do it. That was yeah, one no exactly. of that. He
1: was willing mm-hmm. to do it.
2: Right, and and because you don't communicate, so what Rogers did was he kind of like punched him in the mouth. So this is what we're going to do, or I'm out. And when you have that cachet, when you're there the, at that time coming back three time MVP. You can do that and credit him and credit him also for something you don't, you never really heard him say a lot in the past. And you see you. It's my fault too, I could have done things better. That's self-reflection. And I know like people poke fun at it, you know, with the Pancha karma and everything else. And then the whole Zen mentality that he has right now, if it's, if it's making him a better person and it's going to make him a better player, no one should have a problem with it because for him to come out and say, you know, I effed up too. I, this is, this is where, where I could have been better as a teammate. I could have been better as an employee, as a partner. God bless him because that right there shows growth and and that allowed Green Bay to say, okay, it's not just about Aaron and Aaron's friends. It's about him really wanting to get better and helping making the organization better. And And that's what he did essentially by just being brutally honest in that press conference.
0: Yeah, and I think so. Everybody has their favorite follows and they have a lot They give a lot of credence to the, the, the smart ones out there. Like Andrew Brandt, Jake, you mentioned Andrew Brandt who staunchly said that the Packers were going to trade Aaron Rodgers all the way up until today. He's got a business of sports podcast out. And the first thing he says was I was wrong, but it just goes to show you everybody, just because somebody gets it right. A lot of the time, be smart and look at what's actually happening out there and what's, what's really going down in terms of forming your opinions and what's taking place and all of the rumors and the fake news and everything that's out there. And I said it yesterday in our own group chat, I said, until it's official, it's not official. Brian Gutekunst being very flexible and, and being willing to make moves to try to better this team. And listen, the other thing, too, is the Packers. And this has been said on many shows before. It's not like so, you know, fans are funny because the season ends and it's almost like the fans realize, oh, my gosh we have to prep for next season. And they think that the Packers front office is also waking up the following day, just then realizing that they have to start prepping for 2022 and beyond this, this front office has been prepping for that for many, many years. Just look at what Brian Gutekunst has done. Look, look at all this, the flack that he took for obviously the love pick, but the AJ Dillon pick, there were, there was a lot of flack thrown at him for the AJ Dillon pick. That's looking like a huge home run. In addition, the other news of the day on Tuesday, the Packers franchise tag Devontae Adams. They're going to work out a long-term deal with Devontae Adams. When they start talking with a player and it hits the news, rarely does it end that they don't land the player. We've heard about the Packers. Obviously, are obviously now negotiating with Devontae Adams. They're not going to let him walk out the door. They franchise tagged him to to, guarantee, to to give themselves a little insurance there. They've been talking to Devondre Campbell. Devondre Campbell very likely going to be back in Green Bay I'm going out on a limb and saying that because the deal is not done. And the Packers are also reportedly talking to Jair Alexander. These things don't get out there by accident. Additionally, additionally, everybody's freaked out. The Packers are going to run out of money. They're going to allocate Rob Reichel on the big show last week. All oh, The Packers are going to throw 35% of their salary cap at Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers. Good luck. I hope it works out. The Packers have a plan. They've had a plan. They find a way to make it work. Jake, obviously I'm pandering here. There's, it's hard to, to disagree with a lot of that, but it's 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 just, it's hard to be mad
1: right now. Yeah, it is. And here's the thing that bothers me about that discourse. And I get it. That is a lot of money for two players. Uh, it's two hall of famers, right? Not just two dudes. They're not paying, you know, with all due respect to this guy. It's not Blake Martinez. They're paying one of the five greatest quarterbacks ever and the best receiver in Packers history, arguably not named Sterling Sharp or Don Hudson. Like it's not just scrubs. And when you're talking about like, well, okay, so what's the alternative, right? You're putting all your eggs in this basket for a two or three year run. What's the alternative Aaron Rodgers, And then you let Devontae walk. Okay. Well then what, well now it's Amari Rogers and maybe you bring back Alan Lazard and you draft a dude kind of early and, Okay, that's that's really not gonna work. You look at the free agent options, none of them are gonna be on the same level. Like I love Amari Cooper. I think Amari Cooper's a hell of a player. Trash. Like, not gonna be <laughs> he's not gonna be the same as Devontae Adams, and especially not with Aaron Rodgers, like this has been talked about a lot too. What makes Rodgers and Adams great? They're even greater together. It's like that it's Devontae Adams has all those things that we talked about, Jordy Nelson having with Aaron Rodgers as far as a symbiotic relationship. And he's also more physically gifted and his game is going to age well because those releases off the line of scrimmage. he's not a speed guy. Like he's not going to have to rely on that as he gets it. Now, maybe he'll get injured nicked up a little bit more. That's certainly possible, but that's the cost of doing business again, hall of famers, not just random dudes. So it's a bet, but again, it's not my job to bet on Jordan love, for example, and potentially lose it instead of winning 13 games in the regular like they win a bunch, Bingo. guys. And I know, and I know the conversation is that they've choked in the playoffs, and they have. They've lost the last two years. And this is the other part of the conversation with Aaron Rodgers. It's like, okay, you got everything you needed, you got everything you wanted, you got that commitment, you got all this stuff. Not gonna play like the MVP in the playoffs. That's a fair criticism. However, to win the Super Bowl, you have to be in the playoffs too. And with Jordan Love. Maybe, maybe they get there. I'm not going to say they wouldn't maybe, but they also might go six and 10 or six and 11. That's just not something the Packers are going to do. If Aaron Rodgers is healthy for 17 games. So yes, they're betting on two guys, but they're betting on two of the best guys. And if you watch the Rams didn't win this super bowl this last year, because of some deep loaded roster that they have from top to bottom, they just got studs all over the place. I mean, they do, but they won because they had stars. Cooper Cup is one of the best receivers in football. Aaron Donald is the best defensive player. He's one of the three best defensive players in NFL history, give or take. Jalen Ramsey is one of the best secondary players in all of football. They've got stars. You're not winning a Super Bowl without stars. What Green Bay needs is their stars to play better. Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones, like those guys play better when the stakes are higher. That's what they need for them to do. But you don't win a Super Bowl with a feel-good story team of, oh, they just got a bunch of – like the 2004 Detroit Pistons, for example, to use a basketball example. They won a title and it was cool and like, yeah, but what teams win titles in the NBA more often than that? The team that has the star. Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, Shaq, Giannis, name it, you know, whoever. Jake just mentioned
0: the 2004 Pistons, and you guys can't see Joe Arrigo's face, but I can. (laughs) <laughs> He's trying so hard to keep it together, the Lakers fan.
2: Man, you know what? Don't get me started with that. But but the thing about that Pistons team, there's not one Hall of Famer on that team. And and I believe that's the one team that that was someone or someone just got in. But and they, but they play, they knew their roles. And and I agree with Jake, you know, and, and with a lot of that. And here's the thing: this is what pisses me off. It, there's guys that like us to have regular jobs you know i mean mine's immediate you guys have your regular jobs everyday jobs and that's how we support ourselves and then you got guys who literally went to school work for organizations to do a specific job and know what the game plan is not us not general public not the supreme ruler of packer nation they don't know what the game plan is but he does he knows and then everybody wants to assume they know what he's doing because they think they know what he's doing because they're in that sort of field, or they they think they know because they can go on a certain website and play with numbers and play with contracts. You don't know shit. You know it, it is. You don't know shit, and and that's the part that like, and then it gets a fan base riled up. Like, oh well, you, you said he was going to do this, and he no, you don't know. You you, you make it a th- couple things right, but you don't know. If you sit back and let things happen, and the thing with Devontae Adams. It was always get Aaron Rodgers' situation first. You know why? Because no matter how good the receiver is, he ain't that good without a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. You get Sterling Sharp. He wasn't shit with Randy Wright, Anthony Dillwig. But when he got Don Mikowski, he, he, he balled out. And then but then the, the year after they went 10 and 6, so in, in 90, they had Mike Tomzak, Anthony Dillwig, and Blair Keel, all quarterbacks for them with, after Mikowski went down. And he didn't have a great year. The following year, he gets Brett Favre. And you see what he does. He catches back-to-back 100-yard 100, re- 100 reception years and had 18 touchdowns the year that he went down with the career-ending injury. You have to have a great trigger man. And guess what? The trigger man, in this case, is the most talented quarterback in franchise history, arguably the best in franchise history. So you got to take care of him first. And then you go to your next best guy, which is Devontae Adams. Again, now you're looking at arguably the best quarterback in the NFL. And the unarguably best receiver in the NFL. You're going to bitch and complain because they want it. they're they going to pay them? No, that's what you do when you got stars. You did it with Bakhtiari. You did it with Kenny Clark. You did it to an extent with Aaron Jones. You pay the people worth paying. Jair Alexander is going to get a bag because he's earned it. He's one of the best corners in the game. Last year being hurt was a fluke Up until that. He was arguably the best corner in the game. Him or Jalen Ramsey. That, that was the universal thing across the NFL. Which one of them is
1: better? So and when it comes to that point too, with all due respect to like, cause the worry is like, Oh, if they pay these guys, they're not going to be able to keep Devondre Campbell and Rasul Douglas and guys like, I love those guys. Both of them. Great years in green Bay. The other point to think on that though, is Devondre Campbell was a scrap heat pickup in June and Rasul Douglas was on his fifth team in one season. The question then you have to ask is what if those guys were just, I mean, maybe they found something in green Bay, certainly. And I want both guys back in green Bay so I can find out the answer. But what if they're one year wonders? They could be. You don't know that those guys are going to be great year to year. You know Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams are going to ball. You know they're going to be ready when it's go time. So well, that's it, that's tough it, it. Pay your dues. To that point, too. People want to, oh,
2: we can list up Devontae, go trade Devontae. Do. Does anybody remember before Driver and, and Devontae and, and, and uh, Nelson and Jones and Jennings? There was Billy Schroeder. Yep.
0: What was left of Antonio Freeman?
2: Exactly. Rob, what was left of Robert Brooks? Brooks was like, gone by then. Yeah. So the, the the receiving core was was a scrappy. So they went out and drafted J- and then Javon Walker. Like and then when when Jaywalk leaves to Oakland, it's like, uh, what do we do? Well, now you have they they put a premium, albeit second round, and back on on getting these receivers. And bring bringing in skill positions. And it's like, okay, they're not gonna let the, the guy that they groomed and cultivated and took from a guy who had a good rookie year to a one of the worst second years in the NFL to becoming now the best receiver in the hit in in, in I mean, franchise history with some of the records he has, right? So you you and you don't let them walk. And Jake talks about this point all the time, and I think it's a, it needs to be said, and it's a very valid point. It's I don't know why I'm agreeing with them again, but um, it you Not don't hear Green Bay on, Stupid, say what?
0: Because <laughs> because it, it's smart. By the way, Jake's head doesn't even fit in the square of of the pictures of our face yeah. anymore from all the all the love.
2: <laughs> but but Green Bay doesn't say anybody's name in the public or leak anything out. If they're not going to resign them, you, right. and you didn't hear him talk about like last year, you need to hear him really talk about Jamal Williams, who we all know and love, you know, but they talked about Aaron Jones, like man, Jones, and they got a deal done with Jones. They want to get a deal done with Devontae. What the franchise tag does is, allow, does is it allows them to take some time and to work out a better long-term deal and come to whatever common ground they need to come with, with the, with, with the way the contract is worded and how money's being paid out. But Devontae's is going to be the highest paid receiver by by july when when the when the july 15th when i think that's the last last day you can negotiate or get a deal done with your franchise player they'll get that taken care of and i wouldn't be surprised if honestly if you see them dip into the bag and bring back i mean i think Vondre is coming back and i'll go on Linus i have a and and beyond what was reported they have had discussions with rashul douglas I'll, i'll go in and say that i got it from a very very good source that them the Packers and Russell Douglas have had conversations and, and he would like to be back and that they would like him back. So they know what they're doing, how to move money around. And you may see something hypothetically like Cobb getting released and then coming back at a very like a three year, six million dollar deal or something like that, where it's bottom barrel as far as money, because that's what he is right now. He's not a guy that's worth nine or seven, even seven million dollars. He's He's got to make less than that. So he understands that. But he wants to be back. You know, you, you gotta, you know, do you see maybe Billy Turner would be another one, you know, if you wanted to bring Billy Turner. So they know what they're going to do. These discussions have been happening for for a long time. They've pretty much known since Thursday or Friday of last week that Aaron Rodgers was coming back. They're doing business. They're not, it's not like what we're talking about. We get it and we react. They're proactive.
0: Right. Well, and and again, to that, that effect to keep, all these players together. This is why all those fans of other teams have long faces. And you guys have been able to enjoy those conversations today is because they're just as upset at the fact that our future is, is protected still in February, March months before the season starts. In addition to the fact that we whoop their ass every week on Sunday on the field, that's the biggest issue there is this, this franchise and this team finds a way to continue to, to, Draft and develop, keep their own, keep the players that they really want to keep, right? So we talked about that, right? And we know that Aaron Rodgers is back. We've given our opinions on that and all of that. Now, let's see if anybody's opinion changes when they find out that just after it was announced that Aaron Rodgers is back with the Green Bay Packers, we found out that the Denver Broncos and Seattle Seahawks made a trade, a big trade, blockbuster deal today, sending quarterback Russell Wilson from the Seahawks to the Denver Broncos. And in exchange, the Broncos send tight end Noah Fant, defensive lineman Shelby Harris, Drew Locke, two firsts a 2022 and a 2023, two seconds a 2022 and a 2023, and a 2022 fifth for Russell Wilson and a fourth. So, if we wanted to know what the Packers were going to get for Aaron Rodgers, there's a little bit of a as Bill Huber said, there's a little bit of a glimpse into what it was going to be. Probably would have been a little bit richer, yep, because Russell Wilson is not. Aaron Rodgers, right? So now guys, I know it doesn't change your opinion, but it's maybe more to speak to those who say I can't believe the Packers passed up that haul. And Jake, I'll start with you and one of your favorite quotes. Well, it's cap space is not a player and and draft picks are not yet players.
1: Yeah, they're not and and like I get it, but here's the thing is that specific deal, so if you're going to ask me what I have taken that specific deal for Aaron Rodgers, the answer is no because a defensive lineman, not that valuable, a bad quarterback. Green Bay already theoretically has a downgrade at quarterback. If they're going to do that, with Jordan love, no disrespect. Jordan love. He's just not Aaron Rodgers. Um, No offense, a decent tight end, two firsts and two seconds. That part's appealing, but yeah, Green Bay, it would have taken a whole lot of different for, for that to happen. And you know, that's the other thing is I've been operating under the assumption for weeks that, the Packers wanted to bring Aaron Rodgers back. So trade discourse, I hadn't really thought of a whole hell of a lot. Uh, I know it was reported to the Combine three firsts and stuff. That's what it was going to take for the back-to-back league MVP. But, you know, the other thing is if you're moving on and rebuilding, that's a nice step toward the rebuild is getting a trade hall like that for your quarterback. And there is going to come a day where Green Bay is going to be rebuilding. When Aaron Rodgers retires a Packer after winning three straight Super Bowls, then they're going to be rebuilding. Now, it's also a lot easier to go through a rebuild when they've won three straight titles in the scenario I just laid out. But even if it's just one or not, you know, whatever. Rebuilds suck in general. That being said, those are just picks. They're lottery tickets. Like everybody loves the... Everybody thinks because... And I'm just as guilty. Everybody thinks because they play Madden and everything works out with my first round picks that I take in Madden. And when I play against the computer, I beat their ass like that's going to work. It just doesn't work that way. Like the Indianapolis Colts moved on from Peyton Manning to get Andrew Luck, who was the best quarterback prospect ever, or at least since John Elway. And Andrew Luck retired shortly after Peyton Manning won no titles. Peyton Manning played in two Super Bowls in Denver. And I'm not saying that specifically, but just Andrew Luck was supposed to be a 15 year NFL player, Hall of Famer, and he's not, he's not going to the Hall of Fame. He retired sooner than the Colts ever hoped he would have. Sooner than Robert Griffin. Yeah. You're Robert there. Griffin was still in the NFL. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sooner than Kirk cousins. Kirk cousins is the best quarterback from that draft class. Figure that out for me. Yeah, That's incredible. I, that's not true. Russell Wilson was in that draft class. Um, yeah, so whatever. They're just lottery picks guys. And I get it. I was ready to move on. I am not shying away from that. I was ready to move on. But when you talk about that specific deal, No, I would not have taken that specific deal knowing what comes next, going into the unknown of everything else about it. And then not just that, but Seattle might be able to move up next year for young and Stroud or whoever the quarterback is that becomes the guy for the 2023 draft. But maybe not, you know, that's also part of it.
2: That's the other part. You you threw me the softball. Let's just put this hypothetical out there into the galaxy, right? Let's say the Raiders, for instance, Derek Carr, no matter what's the fourth best quarterback in that division now, right? And his brother is floating out there. He wants $40 million a year. I'm sorry, DC, you're not worth $40 million a year. Not in today's quarterback market. I'm just being honest. But you are younger than Russell Wilson. You put up better numbers last year than Russell Wilson in an environment that was a lot more chaotic, and it's been that way your entire career. Let Who's to say Seattle just to say, hey, we'll give you a one, the, the number nine pick this year. We'll give you uh, a two this year and a one next year and maybe a player. So two ones and two and a player for Derek Carr and a third rounder this year. Seattle may do that. Now Seattle has a quarterback in his 30s that they can pay because they just released Bobby Wagner freeing up $20 million plus Russ's money. So they have a, a, a ton of cap money now that they can play with. They have a younger quarterback and that and that loan Now the Raiders are in a situation they can take a three, send it to San Francisco for Jimmy G draft where they want to drop. They want to drop the quarterback at nine or 22. Let's say 22 in his corral. Not they can sit behind Jimmy G for a year at nine they get a D tackle or D lineman, it it it, it all works out. The deal that Denver the Denver pulled off with Seattle, I wouldn't have taken that if I was Green Bay because of the players involved. I would have wanted another first round pick. I would want another second round pick, and then the players I wouldn't want Luck or, or Lock excuse me. Um, I would have wanted Judy, I would have wanted Shelby, and I probably would have wanted Sertan. Those would be the, the, the three that I, I would I, I would want with that group. That's that would be that would get the deal done if I if, if I was Green Bay. But that's what I went back and forth with. I struggled with that because there was days where it's like, damn, okay, we can kickstart the rebuild and then maybe take some of those picks and let's say hypothetically Deshaun Watson situation cleared up by Friday or so, maybe make a deal and bring Deshaun Watson to Green Bay. And now you have that with this young talented group. Now you're still winning, and it's not really a rebuild. Um, or you see what you got with Love for a year, and then next year or the year after, let's say you want to move up for Caleb Williams if he's the real deal. In two years, you give a Love a two-year rope. Doesn't he doesn't do anything? You move up, you get Caleb Williams. Now you got another starter, hopefully for the next fifteen years. But I wouldn't have taken the deal as it was constructed with Denver. I would have taken it if there were some tweaks to it potentially. But at the same time, I want to win games. I want to win Super Bowls. You know, that, that's that's what it is that's what it's about. So um and I don't even know, to be honest, Russell Wilson doesn't play great in snow. Look at him going to Lambeau. He's he's not great at Lambeau. I mean, regardless, and he had a killer defense. Seattle's defense is always right. He has, so now he yeah, he has uh Cortland Sutton and, and a couple other receivers, and he's got the, probably the best offensive line he's ever had. Um and he's got a defense that finished third in the NFL last year. But is that – is he the missing piece? Because are they better than L.A.? You know, I don't know. L.A. LA last year I think was kind of a fluke. And Herbert is, is the real deal. Are they better than Kansas City? I mean, it's because Kansas City shit the bed and chokes and, you know, when, when they should win games, that doesn't mean anything. But who am I to say that because Green Bay did the same thing. Um, you know, there's no magic pixie dust saying Denver's going to do. Yeah, they got some cap space, but – you know, I don't know. So if I'm Green Bay, I'm kind of sitting pretty because then I look at the NFC and it's Aaron Rodgers. And then there's a huge drop off to Matt Stafford. And then there's an even larger drop off to the rest of the quarterbacks in the NFC.
0: And it's God, God help the Packers special teams this year that they not absolutely blow a magical opportunity one more time for the Packers to be a really, really good football team. And that's what that happened. Right. And that what we've been talking about is, is is the Packers staying competitive and their ability to continue to be good and keep the nucleus of this whole team together. So now that one of the biggest questions has been answered, I guess the next big thing free, it'll be free agency, but the Packers probably aren't going to be very noisy in free agency. I know that there is some talk that they're in on, on Von Miller and that conversation there. And there's some other players that the Packers might be in on and, Bobby Wagner's getting released from the Seattle Seahawks. No, by the way, (laughs) the Packers will be in on some of these conversations, but we turn our attention now to the draft and Jake, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe if I'm not mistaken, that we still have an incredible offer out there for fans and listeners to pre-buy this draft guide that you and Jake Morley have been working very hard on. So
1: pimp it out. Yeah, we do. Uh, Flash sale this week, promo code FLASH, F-L-A-S-H. You can get the draft guide uh, pre-ordered for $2 less than full price, and you'll be able to do that for the the rest of this week and then maybe early next week as well. We're doing promo codes and stuff like that all the time. So you guys have got plenty of opportunities to do it. 225 profiles catered to your Green Bay Packers. And now that we know they're not picking ninth and they're picking 28th in each of the rounds, you can kind of start to narrow down maybe who you think they might be picking. So unfortunately it will not be Aiden Hutchinson and I'll have to find somebody else, uh, towards the bottom of the first round that I am ready to fall in love with. But there's a lot of guys, there's a lot of cool stuff in there. There's a lot of hard work that's gone into it. So go get it 799. We're talking less than a lunch. Uh, hell honestly, by the time this podcast comes out, that might be less than a gallon of gas. So <laughs> once you figure that out, go ahead and grab it guys. Uh, it's going to be, it's going to be really good money. Uh, really good money. Well spent uh, a lot of cool stuff in there. Like I said, So yes. Get that going. And uh, the Packers, it's going to be interesting to see how they approach the draft here in the next couple of years, especially considering the situation the team is in now.
0: Yeah. Jake adding to his actual family and Aiden Hutchinson, unfortunately not going to be one of his football children. No, as we had potentially hoped might be the case, but alas, it is not. So the Packers will pick at the end of the first round. And as far as the future and how the Packers play a lot to be decided, a lot to be determined yet, but it was a fun day indeed. We got the answer to some of the big questions, and now the Packers will get will hit free agency and get ready for the 2022 draft. And we know we've got a competitive team coming, which is really good for your boy here who lives in Phoenix, where the Super Bowl will be hosted next year. Now, I want to remind everybody, as I do, to completely wet blanket everybody's happy day. Every time the Pac- that the Arizona has hosted the Super Bowl, the Packers have made the NFC Championship game, so that bodes well for this season conference championship. If you knew that was a guarantee you'd be happy, right? They have also flamed out in all those NFC championship games and not one. And I believe Don't they had a lead about They had a lead in the fourth quarter of each and every one. Not to mention my luck is absolutely awful. Awful when it comes to stuff like that. So we're going to be fighting a lot of forces of nature to get the Packers to a Super Bowl here in Phoenix, but I have a feeling if that happens there's going to be a few of us that'll probably we'll probably be doing a couple shows live with multiples of us there in person. So before we leave, what do we got coming up? I'll let you guys promote kind of what you're working on. Jake, you talked about the draft guide. What else can we look forward to this next week? Podcasts, written work, all that other good stuff.
1: Well, the gold zone tomorrow night uh, or today, tonight, whatever, whenever you guys are listening to this on Wednesday morning. So we'll be talking a little Aaron Rodgers, talking the tight ends of this year's draft class. We do that every week. Uh, so we talk weekly up until when the draft hits I will be um, then recording the Pick Six podcast throughout the offseason, which normally comes out on Wednesdays. It's been Tuesdays the last couple of weeks because I record on Mondays and I did not want to have a completely outdated podcast by the time uh, everything worked. And had I done that, it certainly would have because I talked a lot about Aaron Rodgers, but it was under the understanding he wasn't going to be having a decision made by now. So, yeah, check it out. Everything else, all the way, always over at uh, GameOnWisconsin, gameonwi.com.
0: And you can follow Jacob on Twitter at Jacob Wessendorf, Joe Arrigo been doing some writing for game on Wisconsin. He's also a great follow at Joe Arrigo F F S M on Twitter. What do we got to look forward to? What kind of stuff you're working on, Joe?
2: Uh, a lot of stuff for the draft. I've got I'm the guys I'm, mentioned earlier. I'm, I'm evaluating safeties for game on and it's, it's, it's cool. And I'll, I'll, I'll always, I try to drop an article every week or every other week. That's just not draft related. Like I did one, uh, on why Sterling Sharp should be in the hall of fame, uh, did another one. very, very, very much. So, and did another one uh, last week about Aaron Rodgers, and, and again, we talked about that having finding peace within himself and, and bringing that to the Packers and then finding peace to mend the relationship. So we'll see what, whatever, what else comes about. And everything I do is on franchise sports media. We got a bunch of, uh, a bunch of interviews from radio row coming out, uh, this week. So I sat down with Ron Rivera, the Washington commanders head coach. Um, uh, Edward James almost and Emilio Rivera. You may know um, actors. Edward James almost is uh, a huge actor in the Latino communities like our uh, Denzel Washington. He's like a, he's a phenomenal actor. And you know him and Emilio from uh, Mayans MC. Uh, that comes out April 19th on FX. Uh, sat down with uh, Annie Eger, Josenia Anderson, Marcus McNeil, uh, Lee Steinberg. That's that's gonna be coming out real soon. I sat down with Lee. Um, uh, Sol- Solomon Wilcott uh is another one Andrew Perloff McLovin from the used to be from uh Dan Patrick show all that's coming out on our uh on the franchise sports media uh .com and, and on our YouTube page so go ahead and check that out and just uh you know we cover everything Las Vegas but you know me uh, I love game on because I'm able to I'm able to talk about my my biggest passion you know sports wise which is the Packers and um plus I think you know, I got my guys you know with Jay and, and Jacob so
0: fanboy on paper for real they say fanboy on paper
2: but i call it like i see it you know i call it like i see it um and you know on twitter like i'll put some rumors out there if i hear some things um you know i'll always put it out there if i can verify it you know in the past um admittedly when i was younger there were some things that i put out there that i was still learning the business a little bit and i've grown since then so now that i've been in it close to two decades uh you know, there's a lot more hold. You no, know, shut up.
0: But the question is, Joe, is are you a tier one Packers fan? That's that's what we all need to answer. Okay, are no, here's a the tier thing. One
2: Packers. Okay. I'm, I'm glad, <laughs> okay, I'm glad you asked because, because I, because hey, I was born there, I was born in Milwaukee, lived there four years. I mean, but I moved to Cali. So am I a tier one? I don't know. I think I'm in my own tier,
0: right? <laughs> tears, tears is what the the. Detroit Lions, Chicago Bears, and Minnesota Vikings fans, and probably their players and coaches are crying right now. Aaron Rodgers is back. The King is back for 2022 at least. There will be another Quick Lance podcast out on Monday. You can follow me. I'm at Jason Perrone. You can follow Game on Wisconsin at Game on WI. Get over and check out all of the great content that everybody does over there. Guys, thanks so much for a few minutes. We will do this again before too much longer. And as always, in the meantime, as winter winds down, everybody stay warm, stay safe, and go, Paco. Rodgers fakes the handoff. Quick throw, right side. There's Devontae from right to left, cutting left to the 50, to the 45 40. Track down from behind.